Gun Sports Radio is sponsored by Love Radio Network. Welcome to Gun Sports Radio, all about shooting, hunting, self-defense, and more. Now, here are the hosts of Gun Sports Radio, Dave Stahl and Lance Pelkey. All right, folks. Hey, welcome. You're listening to Gun Sports Radio, and we want to thank the Gun Range San Diego for all their support, 7853 Balboa Avenue in San Diego. 10 to 10, seven days a week. Go to GunRangeSanDiego.com. You can find out anything and everything you want to know about gun ownership, gun safety, classes, parties, gun discounts. They've got it all. Gun Range San Diego. Make sure you check them out. Hey, we've got uh, Lance Pelkey in the, in the house. How are you doing, bud? I'm doing good, man. How are you, Dave? Excellent. we got Michael Schwartz. He's the head of the San Diego County Gun Owners Association. How are you, sir? Fantastic, Dave. So I understand you got a guest online, Joseph Travers. Tell us a little bit about him. Joseph Travers is the executive director for an amazing organization called Saved in America. And I found these guys through uh, one of our sponsors, Trident, uh, Dan, who owns Trident Firearms mm-hmm. in or uh, gunsmithing in uh, you know the Miramar area there, um, volunteers for this organization. So I reached out and uh, wanted to talk to Joseph. Joseph, are you there? Hey, Joseph. Hey, Joseph, you there? Hey, no, Joseph. Oh, no, you haven't no, Joseph, called yeah. in yet. No, Joseph, yet. Nope. Well, then, uh, do you know well, anything about it? There's kind of a Joseph here. Yeah, there's <laughs> well, he, kind of, he but up. half Joseph. The wrong <laughs> Joseph. Well, all right, so we'll, I'll talk a little bit about it. Saved in America is an organization. Uh, basically, there are a, we all heard the stories, there's uh, runaways, missing children, that sort of thing, um, that are at risk and being trafficked across the nation. Mm-hmm. And what he was telling us was that San Diego is one of the uh, hotbeds when it's it a comes hub. to major hub major hub north county mainly up around ocean society area i think vista yeah yeah and then new mexico is another area and uh he he talked about a a couple other uh um uh places across the country and what they do is they uh you know bad very bad people basically um kind of trick these runaways into Mm -hmm. coming with them Mm -hmm. yeah at risk teen girls Mm -hmm. um talk them into uh, uh, you know, coming with them, and then they actually they traffic them. They sex traffic them. Right. They put the, them in a halfway house, like a, up where in a city, a city. Right. And he, then what these guys do is they find out where the halfway house is, and they go basically in and rescue them. Exactly right. And they the amazing part is uh, they use uh, uh, former special ops guys, mm-hmm. and these guys. So they they do the PI work, the private investigation work, and uh, find out where they are. And once they found out where they are, and they have a very, very small window to mm-hmm. find out where these mm-hmm. uh, runaways and uh, you know are. I call them runaways. It's not really an appropriate term. Mm-hmm. They haven't been kidnapped. They aren't mm-hmm. exactly runaways. They've kind of been tricked into this. Mm-hmm. Um, and they find out where they are, and then they actually go and get them. <laughs> and they uh, literally, yeah, they ID them. They find them. They ID them, say, yep, that's the person we're looking for. They surround the the facility or, or property or wherever they are and uh, call law enforcement. Mm-hmm. And law enforcement comes and gets them. Now, there are a number of organizations that do this kind of work, that find runaways and you know uh, that sort of thing. But the amazing part of this story is that it's full of guys that are former special ops. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of them are SEALs. Um, but they're former special ops. And the other amazing thing is in the last 12 months, they've rescued 43 girls mm-hmm. in wow. 12 months. That's yeah. awesome. That's it, totally awesome. Yeah. It, it, and they sit, they will sit outside in, a, in their car all night 
long. That's called an evacuation operation is what that is. Exactly, exactly. And and these guys, and I don't think they get any money for this either. No, it's a volunteer organization. They, um, I, there's probably some, you know. Somebody some, that would donate money to help them, you know, for their basics. But. Yeah, I think that, you know, like the PI, there's some folks that have to, you know, get paid for their services, the, yeah. the PIs and that sort of but thing. But I don't think these Travel guys, expenses yeah. and that sort of thing. But no, Dan from Trident, I, he's, I think he's a volunteer. Yeah, he volunteers his vehicle. He's got a. I won't tell you what he's driving in yeah. case you ever want to look at it, yeah, but yeah. it's a it's definitely a stealth type vehicle. Yeah, no, he's hardcore. He is hardcore. He's he's like a he's like a Rottweiler when there's a raw piece of meat, man. He goes, I it's it's unbelievable. Could you? I, I just I, I can't even conceive it. It's like it's like a movie, right? It's like what you always hope would happen. It's a bunch of special ops guys who are retired and, house. and going. You know what? We're just gonna go get her. We're just gonna go get her. And would boom, you go they, up against the button? Yeah, because I'm sure when they come, they come full full I, gear. I got to tell you, if all four of us went up against Dan, I would I would still bet on Dan. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know. We got old Joe over here. Maybe Joe, yeah. We gave him a beer first. We, he might have an edge. We give I, Dan a beer first. Then we right. would have an edge. I, Dan and I are, are always I'm, Dan and I are buddies. We're always on the same team. You guys are cut from the same cloth too, no doubt about it. I just couldn't imagine being a bad guy and. Uh, you know, uh, you know, tricking some, uh, you know, some young lady, yeah, some at, at it's risk just, girl, yeah, and and then you got you, next thing you know, you got a dozen retired seals on your front your lawn, uh-uh, going, I mean. uh, yeah, you know, cops are coming, yeah, and yeah. they and they and, and you and you want the cops to come at that point, yeah, you want yeah, really. you want your civil liberties, <laughs> uh, you know, protected at that point, yeah, and they're and again, from what I was told, these uh, these are drug dealers, uh, gang members. <laughs> Um, you know, really horrible people. And this group has got a really good insight as far as communication within, you know, the underworld because of what they do. I mean, they're able to find these guys, no problem. Yeah. Because they have a, a line of people that will give them information, Yeah, you know, to help save well, these kids. Well, you know, 75% of everything you do when you're, when you're covert, uh, when, you're, when you're operating outside the, the normal parameters of whatever you want to call it, is intelligence right and right. so if you don't have a good so no kid hats off to these guys who volunteer and give their time and and you know that kind of thing but you know it's the people who are working behind the scenes that are that are working to get that intel that's who mm-hmm. i mean they set it all up they mm-hmm. set it all up for for guys like dan and you know and that's for whether it's a real world situation uh, a situation like this or anything like that it's those are the people who set it all up to make it happen mm-hmm. you know and he he's sitting there talking to me about it and it was he was so calm and so professional and almost nonchalant and i'm thinking this is the most amazing thing i've ever heard that you yeah. guys are out you know fighting gang members for runaway and and he's just like yeah, yeah that's what we do they're yeah. such professionals yeah dance the same way because i was talking to him about it it was like yeah yeah you know we just go out there and we roust them and we you know take the kids away from them <laughs> <laughs> okay. I hear a phone ringing. Ho- hopefully, that's our that's our boy. No, that's John Dillon. Oh, thank, okay. Thank, well, we need him too. Thank yeah, God for people like this, though. I, you know, I say all the time. So that, again, the name of the organization is Saved in America. Mm-hmm. So savedinamerica.org, dot org, and they could use some financial support. Um, and you can donate on there. But you know, we always say, hey, support the shops. Uh, you know, like uh, like uh, Trident Gunsmithing. Support mm-hmm. the shops that support you. Man, support the shops that su- support society like this. Mm-hmm. I mean, what an amazing thing he's doing. Yeah, just saying, yeah, you got a daughter. And Juan, too. Juan and it, all those guys down there are phenomenal. They do so much for the community. They've given so much for their country over the mm-hmm. last, you know, 20 plus years. Yeah. And then what happens when, you know, they start a, a, a successful business 
and turn around and give it all right back right. and do something like this. Yeah. That, that's the kind of people who support this show. That's the kind of people who are in your community. Those are the kind of people who support the Second Amendment. And if you can't get behind that, I just don't understand it. No, I absolutely don't either. But, you know, we'll talk more about that when we get back. We're going to go ahead. Oh, we still got a few more moments. I will have to tell you. I was in there this Well, you, you know, when you get on the other side of the of the, of the fence, you know, and they, they make all these claims about how unstable people who believe in the Second Amendment are and how, you know, we're such horrible people. And then we get a story like right. this where – these are guys who have done nothing but served other people their entire lives. That's right. Then when they retire from that, they start a business, they start making a little money, and then what do they do with that? They turn it right around and start serving right. again. The community. Exactly. Well, I, I told them, I said, 43 girls. I said, that's that's a lot. That's said, a lot. It's a, he said, it's a drop in the bucket compared to the problem. And I said, you know what? Not for those 43 girls. Yeah, not for those 43 yeah. families for sure. Yeah, yeah. can you imagine? Uh, speaking of uh, speaking of Trident, I guess Neil. Yeah, you know, he, he decided he thought he would order something. Uh huh. And I guess he got a little carried away. <laughs> so Uh-oh. he thought it was a screaming deal. So they have all Ruger, ten twenty two rifles, five percent over cost. Wow, that's pretty cheap. So uh, Trident he, does. Yeah, he says he's got a bucket load of them. Nice. Neil said, "Oh, I thought that was a pretty good deal." So he ordered a whole <laughs> bunch of them. So they need to unload. That sounds like something Chad and I would do over at Gun Range San Diego. Yeah, I would do I would do the special order, and he'd come in the next day and say, "Oh, I, and then he'd do the special order, and we have twice as much <laughs> oh as we need." Gosh, well, they you got to get over to try it then, because there is no better twenty-two rifle, in my opinion, than the Ruger, Ruger 1020. 1022. Yep. It, yeah, it's the most versatile. There's the there are more accessories for that rifle out there online. You can get them dirt cheap. You can take the most basic. Ruger ten twenty two and turn it into the most fantastic flat shooting rifle of mm. ever yeah. for for nothing and these things are amazing. I almost said you know if if you're a gun owner you got to have a Ruger ten twenty two. I just realized I don't have a ten twenty two. I have a phenomenal ten twenty two. I've I've got a ten twenty two that is probably worth about a thousand bucks at this point. <laughs> wow. Uh, wow, it keeps getting more expensive uh, exactly. the more yeah. you talk. It's got yeah, it's it's got the big bull, you know, fluted hammer forged barrel, and you know, it's uh, sitting in a Fajin stock. Have a, it's doesn't got have a, a grenade launcher look. on the front, does it? No, no, okay. doesn't have a grenade launcher. We're just checking. <laughs> hey, we're gonna go ahead and take a small break where you'll get the true. I don't news. work for CNN. You'll true, you get the true news here. Let me tell you, no, no grenade launchers in this room. <laughs> All right, we're gonna take a small break. This is Gun Sports. Good Radio. job, Timmy on the. Tom Petty. Absolutely. Turn that up, brother. She grew up in All right, folks. Hey, welcome back. Gun Sports Radio right here on AM 1170. The answer. I'm Dave. He is Lance. Hey. And you can check us out, by the way. You can download the KCBQ app. Tell your friends. Go to the website, uh, go to Facebook, find us there, Gunsports Radio. Uh, we're at uh, iHeartRadio. We're everywhere. So make sure you dig them all up and check them out. This segment is brought to you by Trident Gunsmithing. As I mentioned, they've got 1022 on sale right now. And uh, so right now, let's go ahead and bring on John Dillon from Gatsky Dillon and Balance LLP. Let me tell you, the, the, these guys are awesome. 
So we got John on the line. Boy, I bet you're. What's I'm up, not buddy? even going to ask you what kind of news you got today. <laughs> uh, well, you know, uh, as you can expect, uh, there's been about one subject on everyone's mind when it comes to uh, gun laws uh, since uh, Las Vegas happened, and you know, so on every uh, social media platform and news station, they're discussing uh, various new gun control measures and what can. Uh, new laws to be proposed to try to stop these types of uh, evil acts from occurring. So generally, I've tried to stay off social media. Uh, it's uh, There's a lot of misinformation out there when it comes to the law, and I, I don't recommend anyone uh, get their facts from their buddy on Facebook, that's for sure. So where do you, where do you post uh, your, uh, where do you post your cat videos then if you're not on social media? <laughs> oh yeah, that's what... In my opinion, social media is for cat videos and uh, not too much else. Uh, <laughs> it's hard to get real concrete facts out there. But so uh, with Las Vegas happening, I'm not going to really uh, get into the facts of that. I, all I can say is that it was a pure act of evil and uh, absolutely disgusting. Yep. There's no other way to yep. describe that. Um, you know, I had a friend there uh, talk to him right after it happened. This is you know, it hit home, and it was not something uh, that should be accepted or, uh, by anyone. And I think everyone's in general agreement on that. Yep. Uh, but since that happened, uh, you know, our wonderful Diane Feinstein wasted no time in proposing new legislation to try and get uh, what everyone's commonly referring to as bump stocks to be... Uh, more or to be heavily heavily regulated and uh, similar to other NFA items like machine guns, uh, suppressors, short barrel shotguns, and rifles. So uh, I'm going to talk about that, and uh, I'm sure you guys have heard that uh, we have that proposal has been uh, put out on the on the floor there. Well, I thought the I thought the bump stock had thing had been banned a long time ago here in California. Well, let's think so. Uh, what I'm talking about, about is actually a federal proposal uh, in the law, okay. so not right. a California law. And, uh, Joe, you're right in the sense that California already has language in the law that, uh, you know, it, it's so vague and convoluted, it's hard to give a, uh, you know, precise answer whether or not, you know, something like a slide fire stock or a bump fire stock is illegal in California. But given the way that you know the legislatures and the courts view Second Amendment rights in California, it is the general agreement that any type of bump stock has already been outlawed in California. And I do not recommend anyone buy one, try to get one, make one, or use one in any way in this state. Uh, so well, so kind of nothing new for people in California, right? And and because it you know it's not. You know something you see in California all the time. You know, for our listeners, you know, uh, reasoning, a bump stock is that stock where, whether it's in your shoulder, in your hip, or whatever, it's you hold it toward your body in a tight way to the point where the stock has some sort of spring or reciprocation in it that when you hold the trigger, that the recoil of the weapon itself will make the weapon bounce in your hands to the point where it fires consistently basically it just bounces in your hands to the point where it just it sounds like a, a fully automatic but it really isn't it's just that the gun itself is moving back 
back and forth against whatever's operating the trigger versus you having to pull the trigger over and over again. And exactly. I can, so, and I can tell you oh, this: you go. it is it is a novelty. It's a garbage piece of equipment anyway, um, and it, it wastes a lot of ammo. So let them ban it. Yeah, well, if they want to, it would, go ahead. It make it would, me feel better. It wouldn't hurt my feelings, but then you're at the point. Well, if they're going to ban this, then they then they can ban that and that and that kind of thing. So I went a little too far on my opinion on that. The legal reasoning for being uh, hesitant on just uh, supporting any type of ban. So uh, right now, the language that's being used uh, uh, in this proposed bill, I think it's HR thirty nine forty seven. It states, it shall be unlawful for any person to import, sell, manufacture, possess, and this is the key section here, any part, combination of parts, component, device, attachment, or accessories that is designed or functions to accelerate the rate of fire of a semi-automatic rifle, but not convert the semi-automatic rifle into a machine gun. That's pretty now, broad. That's uh, very broad. So now oh if, I wanna, know if you guys if I wanna... on to that. Yeah, if it now that's very vague language. Exactly. Um, so that tells me like if I'm reading that for, you know, to the letter, if I want to grab some really nice high-end drop-in trigger, yeah, like a, yeah, like, you know, like, a, a like a like a Timney or, or a Geisler yeah. or something like that that takes my standard mil spec, you know, six and a half pound trigger down to a 4 pound trigger, well, depending on who you ask, that 4 pound because it takes 2 pounds less pressure to make it, you know, fire that could exactly. be interpreted as something is under this law. Yeah, and we already have uh, vague, broad language in California law, and that's why I was originally talking about how it's you know you can't be certain that the bump fire is illegal in California, but you should default to it is illegal because the language is so vague. It'd be very easy for a court to mm. determine that you know it is illegal and you did violate the law. And that's the danger with this new language uh, in you know, this federal proposal is that, you know, a buffer springs, heavy, you know, uh, the uh, bolt carrier groups, lighter triggers, all sorts of different parts can technically, you know, raise the rate of fire, quote unquote, uh, on a firearm. And yeah. so when you have language this broad, it can be dangerous. And the fact is, when you're talking about rate of fire in a semi-automatic firearm, there is a actual mechanical maximum rate of fire where, you know, the you know trigger engages the sear and discon- disconnects the hammer and re-engages and fires again. There is a maximum, you know, point where it can function and it won't go any faster even if you attach it to a robot on a semi-automatic gun. Uh, but are they talking about increasing the mechanical rate of fire to where Normally, you'd have to change some internal mechanism on the gun to get over that uh, normal maximum rate of fire. That's or interesting. Or is it more broad language where, hey, if I have a lighter trigger pull, technically I can pull my trigger faster than the guy who has a stock trigger. Hmm. And is that increasing the rate of fire? So there's a big danger in that, in the, just allowing these laws to get proposed and passed without real critical thought on how the laws are written and, and like in you you brought it up earlier you know what if i just change my buffer spring out or go from an h2 buffer to an h1 buffer or or actually go to a heavy buffer style where it the it comes back onto the bolt carrier faster so i get that next round loaded faster um that's you know that 0.02 seconds 
you know, could be interpreted as me, you know, manipulating my weapon when really all it does is it allows me to, you know, target shoot more proficiently. If you do that, I'm going to call the cops on you. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> don't change. Don't change. Yeah. Don't I already change made that, the call. That buffer. That, that <laughs> I buffer already made the call. Well, so the, by the way, so the NRA put out a statement uh, re- regarding uh, these, you know, uh, uh, bump stocks. And I, I think there's a little bit of confusion because there are two kind of roads to, to go down, uh, John, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but the NRA didn't come out and say, hey, we should ban this stock. What they said is the ATF or you know DOJ, ATF, National uh, ATF, they're the ones that should evaluate this. And if it if they should reevaluate it and say, hey, look, uh, this is an NFA item. This, this should be treated the same way as a full auto. You know, this isn't just an aesthetic feature. This actually does change the function. Um, and should be treated as an NFA. That's not. That's different from what you just said. The the NRA does not support the bill that you just talked about, right, John? What they were saying. No. Is, so they wanted uh, it to be an ATF determination. Uh, everyone in the industry knows ATF comes out with their opinion letters and determination letters. Uh, you know, every couple months, and they will define something or redefine something and change their mind, and they'll make something illegal, and then make it legal again uh and there is uh it's horrible practice but at the same time uh while they do this it's stuff that can be easily changed and reversed especially when you know uh you have you know people uh, contacting the atf and explaining them legal reasons why and mechanical reasons why certain things should be legal or illegal instead of it going through congress and passing new laws which are much harder to get a reversal on or change or get a different determination. Um, so, yeah, uh, I think NRA got a lot of flack for coming out saying they support the ATF looking at uh, placing additional regulations on bump fire stocks. Well, but, you know, it's better than the proposed legislation that's going through or that's, you know, exactly. At by, least uh, if the NRA, at least if the, uh, the ATF bat fee, at least if they get in there and they will make it crystal clear what is good and what is not versus this very vague, right. m- mystic, uh, you know, thing that they're proposing. Not that we yeah, should be, exactly. um, you know, falling to, to any of this because nothing that they do from here on out, nothing that they could have done, you know, even if we had a time machine, mm-hmm. nothing would have stopped this guy from doing what he did. I mean, let's not, you know, we're talking about a lot of people who are trying to make a lot of laws based on one incident, and and it's and it's because the person broke the law and did the wrong thing. And criminals, by definition, break the law. You know, uh, I heard a, a, one of the uh, congressmen from uh, Nevada, he said it himself. He says, hey, murder's already illegal. What other law are you going to make that's going to prevent this from happening so you know not trying to go down that not trying to go down a rabbit hole here but any law no matter how it's worded again i would rather have the atf give me something that is crystal clear than to have some federal mystic you know foggy law but no matter what they do it doesn't stop bad people from doing bad things exactly all right i agree and the other thing you know you got you have to consider is uh, you know, we don't always agree with the determinations and the regulations that the ATF comes up with, but they are much in a much better place to 
make definitions and define, you know, firearm parts and accessories than Miss Feinstein. Uh, she knows nothing about guns, and no one that works for her knows anything about guns. They're, you know, they're writing law as broad as they can because they don't know what they're writing about. Exactly. We say that all the time. The people who make gun laws don't, don't know very much about guns. Let me ask you this really quick, John. Binary triggers. You pull the trigger. Binary triggers. That is another uh, another kind of part or accessory that kind of falls in that gray area that I was talking about earlier when in, under California's definition of multi-burst trigger activators. So uh, I would caution all those interested in binary triggers that is not something you want to be caught with, uh, regardless of whether you can win a court case that you know says, hey, you know it's legal and you're okay. To get to that point, that means you're going to be found with one of those triggers, you're going to be arrested, you're going to have to hire an attorney and spend a long time, money, effort, and possible jail time to prove that it is, in fact, legal. So uh, extreme caution with those. I would shy away from that. That would be my uh, opinion on that. But again, real quick, just to go back to this bump fire issue, you know, it is a kind of a version of security theater when we're talking about placing regulations on these bump fire stocks or, you know, banning bump fire stocks. Uh, for those of the for people who don't know, we kind of started on it earlier. You can bump fire any semi-automatic gun. Uh, it is a matter of how you hold it, and it's a matter of manipulating the trigger, and you all you need are your hands. So uh, banning these guns will not stop anyone from bump firing a gun if they want. Uh, if you have a belt loop on your pants, I was just about to say fire, I can bump fire an AK-47 with a belt loop to be able to bump fire a gun. Yeah. All right. So, uh, all right, buddy. Anyone who's on the fence and says, "Oh, well, you We're know, the people from bump firing," it won't. It's just a little bit easier to bump fire with a stock on it. All right, buddy. Hey, thanks again. Give us the website one more time. Yeah, it's cafirearmslaw.com. Our number is uh, 760-431-9501, All right, John. Thanks, buddy. We appreciate it. We're going to have to take a quick break. We come back a whole lot more. Gun Sports Radio right here on AM 1170, The Answer. Keep that Ford running. Yeah. Folks, hey, welcome back. You're listening to Gun Sports Radio right here on AM 1170. We are the answer. This segment is brought to you by Gun Range San Diego, 7853 Balboa Avenue in San Diego. They are the Nordstrom's of gun ranges. They just don't have the price. Very well. Very, very, I mean, probably the least expensive range you're going to find anywhere in San Diego County, to be honest with you. Everything from classes to ammo to weapons and and joe holyfield's on the show with us and he brings us a nice discount from uh these folks as well so hopefully you if you haven't been down there check out their website at gunrangesandiego.com for all the information you need you can do classes you can get your office uh, buds together go down uh bachelor parties you name it it's all right there gun range san diego go to gunrangesandiego.com gunrangesandiego.com All right, Mr. Hollywood, how are you today? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. And, you know, everybody loves Gun Range San Diego. But if I had to ask one question, I'll ask Lance. 
if what's the one thing that sets Gun Range San Diego apart from everybody else? The amazing employees. What do you think, Dave? Parking. Park. <laughs> this hor- the horrible parking. Come on. Not that yeah. No, no. Yeah, you know, I think it's the employees. Employees uh, are amazing. Everybody. I mean, what, what do you think, Mike? Absolutely, employees. Yeah, yeah. When you come in there, you're made to feel at home, and the, you know yeah. everybody want you know. You, you come in there and you say, "I've never shot a gun before," and the employees go, "That's great! You're our favorite customer. Let us, yeah. you know." And they bring you in, and you know, yeah. versus some of the stores you go into, and you're like, "I've never shot a gun before." And and like, you'll have to leave. Yeah. Well, you go take some lessons and come back and see us or something like that. Yeah. Well, you know. Those kind of employees, those those kind of great guys and girls we have done at Gun Range San Diego, we want to keep them. So to do that, we are having to, you know, pay the, you know, because the word is out. Other gun stores are pimping our employees. I'm not kidding. Like they they're doing getting, what? They're getting literal <laughs> phone calls. Yeah, they're poaching. People them. are coming. They're, they're trying to get. Yep. They're they're getting poached right. from uh-huh. other places, saying, "Hey, you know." What are you making? Can we can we sweeten the deal? You want to come work? And this happened to me before. Nobody ever said exactly. Nobody wants. You'd have to pay them to leave. (laughs) No, but I understand. And quality employees are targets for other businesses. And if the grass is greener on the other side, would you somebody please let me know? Well, I tell you what. My daddy always told me. He goes, "Son, if the grass is greener on the other side, you can damn well bet the water bill's higher too." Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, that's a good point. But anyway, so that brings me to a point. You know, come uh, October fifteenth, Gun Range San Diego is raising their prices. Sit down, gladly grab, grab something, grab something to hold on to. Yeah, it's a whole two dollars. Mm. <laughs> We're raising our prices to from from twelve to fourteen dollars, unless you're you know law enforcement or first responder or military, right. it, you're still at ten dollars no matter what. So we're going from twelve to fourteen dollars for for the shooter. Uh, Membership is going up a little bit, and uh, the entire reason is we want to be able to pay our people more money because we have the best the highest quality employees, the, the best people helping you shoot, the best people training you to shoot, keeping you safe. And so uh, the only way to keep them around, it, you know, is it, it all comes down to dollars and cents. You know, if it, it you know, it, if it don't make sense, it ain't worth a dollar and it's and, and just the opposite. So we got to, we got to be able to pay these guys to stick around. So we're raising our prices $2 instead of $12 for the first shooter. It's going to be $14. And, um, and then uh, um, the membership is going up a little bit as well. Now, here's a great deal. If you decide whether you're a member now or you want to buy a membership uh, between before the 15th, you're grandfathered into the old prices, but not just until the 15th. If you have a membership and you don't let it lapse, you have the old membership prices for life. As long as you don't let it lapse, don't let it lapse. That's a hundred. You know, that could be anywhere. You know, that could be up to a hundred dollars a year. Yeah. You know, that could save you a ton of money. Mm-hmm. So, if you're thinking about it, getting that membership. If you want those head of the line privileges that you get, if you want those two gun cleanings a month like Lance gets. Yep, I like those. How about a gift certificate? Can you give it like a birthday gift, anniversary gift? Absolutely, absolutely. You can come in and, and give the. Uh, the membership as a gift certificate. That's a great idea. Perfectly, yep. That's a great idea. Well, you know, there's always hard to find gifts for people, especially as they get older and older and older and older. Right. And and the great thing about the memberships at the Gun Range San Diego is you can you can save a little money by paying for it up front, mm-hmm. 
or you can do a a monthly deal. You know, uh, I know for me, you know, if I had to come up five hundred bucks right, you know, right at one time, it might, you know, I might be eating ramen for a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but you know, coming up with you know fifty five, you know fifty five sixty dollars a month, that might not be so hard. You know what I'm saying? So, um, but you know, Eileen. You'll uh, never starve. Oh, uh, that's yeah. a true story. You will never starve. <laughs> Me or my puppies. I know. And then, uh, yeah, so th- that's the great thing about it. You save a little money if you want to pay for it up front. It's really the better deal. Um, but if but if that's, you know, if it's just not that feasible for you, if it's easier do, for you to do your monthly uh, payment, sure, whatever we, works. we have that too, and it makes it a little easier on everybody. We're all about supporting the community, keeping gun rights available for everyone, and uh, – getting people trained because that's the most important thing we talk about it here on the show all the time about you know you can have the greatest gun and the you know the most uh detailed ammo but if you don't know how to use it what's the point gotta use it take it out so come on in i'll tell you another good reason yes sir to get a membership um you know like with like a gym membership you know uh, a couple months go by, and you go, gosh, I'm paying for this thing. I better get down there. You know, a couple months go by. It's pretty easy for a couple months to go by, and you haven't pulled the trigger. Mm. You know? And uh, you, get, you get a membership. That's motivation, man. Absolutely. <laughs> you know? And I'm paying for this. I'm going to go down and uh, have some fun. Plus, hey. if you got line privileges, just walk right exactly. in almost. Exactly. You get that gold membership, and you get front 30 minutes line privileges. privileges yeah. You know? And, you know, uh, t- today we had a pretty smooth day. Yesterday, I don't know if it was the heat. Or what it was, but yesterday we had a huge wait for most of the day mm. on Saturday, um, and you know, of course nobody minded waiting. We got our video games, we had our three big screen TVs, we're playing movies, we're doing outdoor channel, we're doing sports, we had the college games on. You know, there's food out there. You know, people are having a great time. We're all socializing, but it was a, a it was a pretty long wait up to up to like 45 minutes at one point. But if you got that gold. That gold membership, you just mm-hmm. come in and you get front of the line, and there's no limit to how long you can shoot. Gold member, all you need is a hairless cat. Uh, that's all you need. Get Harry the hairless cat, <laughs> and you're, you're a member. <laughs> you guys have the uh, the outdoor channel up on the up on the flat screen. We do. We, we have the outdoor channel up on the flat screen. Absolutely, yeah, that's a great that, place. How cool is that? Some of the programming on the outdoor channels. I tell you, you know, it's uh, I'm torn sometimes because I'm a hunter. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've uh, I've hunted just about everything you can think of. I, I killed my first black bear when I was 15 years old with a bow. Ooh. Um, it, 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 so I mean, I've, I've been hunting all you my Dylan life. You and Dylan to get together. Yeah, you could teach him something. Uh, <laughs> so I'm, so I'm, I'm watching it and I'm like, I, I got to go hunting. I got to go. Y'all got to turn this thing or let me go hunting. Give me some time off to go hunting. You know, nah, they're not giving you any time. Uh, and then we all what we try to do is during the week we'll have the outdoor channel on. We'll have a movie channel on, and then we'll have some sort of like um, uh, Nat Geo TV or Discovery Channel or something like that on, you know. Uh, and then we we rotate them around during the week, and then on the weekends we try to get some college football on. Nice. Uh, and then on Sundays we have the NFL Sunday Ticket there, so oh. you can come in and watch any game you want. You come in if it's not on, and you want to see it, you let us know. We'll get it on because we have the NFL Sunday Ticket. We got the Reds on. We got it all. I'm just going to bring a, a beanbag chair 
Hey, brother, go. come on in. Come Make on yourself in. at home. Hey, by the way, happy birthday. Is it today or tomorrow? <laughs> oh, there it is. Oh. It's tomorrow. Yeah. Tomorrow. He's getting a run at it, though, yeah. after this show. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm going to start tonight. 24 <laughs> years old. Right. Well, you know, I... I uh, again. Again. I, uh, again. It's my, it's my 25th... Uh, you know, 20th anniversary. Yeah, it's the 20th anniversary. <laughs> 25th birthday. I get that. I get that. I, know that I get that. You know, I... Uh, Where are you going to have a party? You going to be down at the high dive? You, how, did you, how did you know? Dude, I was in there the other morning, and I mentioned your name, and that girl stood there and shook and shivered for about five minutes. <laughs> and I have that effect on me. I know. She goes... Oh, and she oh, didn't even work there. No, she didn't she even just, work there. <laughs> she was just some lady who was wandering around the street. No, I'm only kidding. So you gonna have a little shindig tomorrow night? Well, no, I, I'm not having a shindig. I just uh, I called a couple of buddies and said, "Hey, I know it's late notice, but my birthday's tomorrow. If you want to meet at High Dive tonight around six, I'm going to go down and celebrate my impromptu birthday party." So about deal. six tomorrow. About night. six tonight. tonight. Oh, tonight. Tonight, yeah. yeah. Tonight. Well, I, I got tomorrow off. Who wants to have a hangover right. on the Tuesday? Right. I, well, I got tomorrow off. Anyone? Hangover day off. All right, hey, we're gonna take a small break. We come back. Joseph Travers is on. We finally the line. got him. Can't Travers wait to talk to Can't this wait guy. talk to that man too. Right here on Gun Sports Radio, AM eleven seventy. The answer. AM eleven seventy. The answer. KCBQ. Gun Sports Radio right here, AM 1170. The answer to this segment is brought to you by the good folks at Trident Gunsmithing. Go to tridentgunsmithing.com, tridentgunsmithing.com for all of your hunting needs. Uh, they specialize in classes. Um, I'm just looking here. The hunter cl- uh, safety class, they also do a Utah CCW and an urban survival course as well. So just take a run over to uh, tridentgunsmithing.com. You can sign up for any and all your classes right there. All right, uh, Mike, you want to go ahead and interview your... Absolutely. Uh, sure. So we, we talked a little bit about it in the first segment. Um, and uh, our guest is Joseph Travers. He is the executive director for Saved in America. Joseph, are you there? Yes. How you guys doing? Doing Fantastic. fine, sir. How are you? Wonderful. Thank you. You're good. So we were talking a little bit about Saved in America, and uh, what an amazing organization uh, that that you're uh, the executive director of. I mean, it's absolutely fantastic what you guys are doing, and we talked a little bit about it. um, But why don't you tell us a little bit about how you guys got started? Uh, Certainly. We, you know, my my background is in policing and private investigation, and I'm also a pastor. So I was looking at the time, and this is around 2009 for another ministry to be involved in. Hmm. And I read an article um, in the paper, actually, and it was about a missing girl named Brittany Drexel. And Brittany was a high school senior from upstate New York, and she went missing. And basically what had happened is um, she wanted to go on spring break with her friends that were all 18 and 19, and, of course, her mother told her, no, you can't do that. And she snuck out of the window, went down to South Carolina for a spring break, and she just disappeared. And I thought to myself, what happened to Brittany? So a couple months later, I read another article about 
former Navy SEALs that were retired going overseas mm-hmm. and rescuing children of sex tra- that were involved in enslaved in sex trafficking overseas. And I called them up and I said, hey, you know, with my experience with gangs here in the inner city and narcotics who went from drugs to minor children to sell because you can sell a child more than once and a drug, you sell it, it's gone. And I thought, you know, we need to do something here domestically because nothing was being done. So I was introduced to a former Navy SEAL named Jeff, and we decided let's do it here. So December 2014, we did our first operation, successfully uh, rescued a 14-year-old that was involved or was caught up in the sex trafficking trade and enslaved since she was 11. Oh, my God. Hmm. And that was is that he, that was here in the states or here in San Diego? Correct. Oh my God, San Diego County. Wow, absolutely. And since then, actually, earlier I was just on the phone. Uh, one of the girls that we rescued two years ago, she just turned eighteen, and she left. And I was on the phone with mom, but we just performed our forty fourth rescue three days ago. Wow, forty four rescues. Congratulations. Congratulations. Thank you. So let, let me ask you this, being that you're, you guys seem to be somewhat on your own, uh, how does local law, law enforcement uh, look at you guys? Well, actually, put very positively. Now, at first, there was some type of, you know, when we got involved, because the way it works is that most, well, let's just say this, all child victims, of sex slavery, sex trafficking, were at one time a runaway. Mm-hmm. Now, not all runaways end up in the, tra- the trafficking. About 40% do. But in the first 48 hours that a uh, missing uh, child is out there, mm-hmm. they're approached by a sex trafficker. So what we decided is that the way we're going to form our organization is get the runaway children before the temp predator can get her. And what happened was because of that, you know, myself being a cop, you would go out and get a missing child report, you know, and and this is back in the 80s, right? And I grew up four sisters, you know, when when my sister ran away before, she was at a friend's house. Mm -hmm. So it was basically, you know, call around the neighborhood, go get your sister. Well, what's happening now? That's it's a whole different issue. It's, this is all organized by over by gangs, street mm. gangs, mm. and they're looking so they're for actually, and they're looking for kids wandering the streets. That's crazy. Exactly, you got it. And they have actually they're organized with some of the homeless communities. Jeez. So a lot of the people that are homeless, it's no surprise, are some type of drug addicted. Mm-hmm. So how do they get their drugs? They sell the well, kids. The gangs control control the drug trafficking. Absolutely. Wow. So when they get a homeless child within within their ranks, they sell the child for the drugs. Okay. How about prosecution? How, what type of? I mean, are you involved all the way to the end, or do you just rescue the child and then that's pretty as far as you go? Well, we do a case report. On each rescue recovery, so we have 44, each report consists of an average of about 350 pages mm-hmm. with video and pictures and, and everything you can name. And we supply that information to the prosecuting agency, the district attorney or attorney general who's doing the prosecution. But we also 
on behalf of the parent. We don't charge the parent, by the way, any money. This is all done for free. And we go ahead and sue the predator on behalf of the child. And we just settled one about a week ago. That's good. Excellent. And they, so the guy, let's talk a little bit more about the, the nuts and bolts of it. Um, so these guys that assist, we were talking a little bit about Dan from Trident, um, and you know, there's a number of other guys that do this. These are all former special ops guys um, that do this just voluntarily, and, and they, you know, what's the typical, you know, say there's uh, there's somebody uh, that, that you've identified and you know basically where they are. What's the next step to get the, to, you know, how do the special ops guys fit into this, I guess is what I'm asking. Oh, that's a very good question. We have mixed in with our special ops guys, most of retired Navy SEALs. We have a couple guys from uh, British SAS. And what happens is we mix them in with retired former gang narcotics police investigators Mm. that are on our staff. And what we do is we look for workable intelligence. We have some social networking investigators, and basically that's how we find the girl. Through investigation of social networking, once we verify our workable intelligence is good, then we send in our teams, and our teams form a perimeter, we coordinate with law enforcement, and once we get eyes on, law enforcement comes in, gets the girl, takes away the bad guys. And on 44 of the cases, only one time did anyone even know we were there, and we've never had to lay our hands on a child or the bad guy. We leave that to law enforcement. Wow. So you got a bunch of a bunch of or a group of uh, probably retired or former or whatever. Uh, special ops guys—they're—they're they're going about their their day, doing doing whatever, uh, you know, their their day job, and then they'll just get a phone call. Hey, we need you Tuesday night or whatever, and and they, uh, you know, they uh, they all uh, meet and, and and execute this this operation. Is that is that kind of the gist of it? That's yeah, absolutely. It's, it's we have about twenty eight members of our team, so we go ahead and send the alarm to all twenty eight. We need five six seven, eight guys uh, between this date and that date tomorrow or in the next couple of days, and then we wait for the responses who's available, and then we go out and, and do what we well, do. Well, I got a question. In fact, I actually I got a, <laughs> a message. Somebody's listening, and they said, do you have a, a lawyer that you work with that to, to prosecute, or do you just – or do you need a lawyer? Are you looking for somebody? No, we have <clears throat> an attorney on our team. Uh, our attorney is also, also a judge pro tem, and uh, this is the attorney that successfully uh, did the settlement against one of the, the predators you know, on behalf of one of the children. But we all always need attorneys to volunteer. So if there is an attorney listening to this who wants to volunteer their skill, go to savedinamerica.org, mm-hmm. savedinamerica.org. Let us know, and, and I'll have our attorney reach out to you. And what's the what's the when when you do find uh, the girl and get them away from the you know these horrible monsters? What's the what's the response from the girl? Are they you know what condition I guess are they in, or what's their mental condition when they are finally away from from this horrible person or people? Yeah, unfortunately, most of these kids are, are psychologically groomed, and um, they don't want to go. They want to stay with them, believe it or not. So, of course, yeah, we have a, a rehabilitation director who works with the parents when we first connect with the parents, who organizes the rehabilitation facility before we even 
find the child. So once we find the child, the, the whole operation is coordinated, so then they get transferred to the rehabilitation facility. Wow. Give that website out one more time. Savedinamerica.org. Savedinamerica.org. All right, buddy. Hey, keep up the good work, and mm-hmm. feel free to reach out to uh, Michael. We'd like to have you on down the road, and uh, uh, whatever we can do to help you from our side, you know, we're here for you. Yeah, n- nothing's more important than what you're doing, buddy. Thank you so much. Thank you for well, doing what you well, do. Thank you very much for for your show. I mean, hey, you know, what we got to do. Obviously, you know this. Put more guns in the hands of the good guys. Amen to that. Amen to that. All right, buddy. Thanks a lot. Hey, folks, that was Gun Sports Radio. I hope you had as much fun as we had. San Diego County gun owners, you need to join. If you have not joined as of yet, it's one of the most important groups you would be part of. And make sure you tell all your friends about Gun Sports Radio. Check us out on the web. Check us out on Facebook. Just check us out. Got a question? Go to gunsportsradio.com. We'll hook you up. All right, guys. Rubber side down, shiny side up. We're out of here. Speaking of... Gun Sports Radio is sponsored by Love Radio Network.